to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes, and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! Not to follow. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Geeking Poetic Channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Over here, my uh, super soldier sidekick <laughs> <laughs> next to me is none other than... Megan Guess. And what are we here to talk about today? We are here to talk about episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We sure as hell are. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, very anxious all week to see the second episode of the show. I, I liked the first episode. If you didn't notice, we already did a review of the first episode. We'll have a link for it somewhere on here. Um, I, I liked it. You liked it. I liked it. How yeah. many times did you end up watching it? Um, I ended. I watched it twice. Really? That's it? Maybe three times. I don't remember. <laughs> Might have been three times, actually. Okay. All right. That's more what I expect. Right. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of promise, but it it really didn't give us too much to go by in terms of what we could fully expect. Um, well, it had to set us up for it all it, first. Yeah, it, it did. It, it did. And... So the second episode, you know, you got to kind of worry about the, the if you're going to hit a sophomore slump, so to speak, <laughs> and, you know, because it could kind of make or break where it's going to go. Just just like in WandaVision, yeah. like when we did the WandaVision thing, the first episode was entertaining. I enjoyed but, it. But Some it was... Some people didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Namely, our third host, Vito, who was not here. He did not like WandaVision, what he saw of it. <laughs> you got to give it a chance, Vito. Yes. But, um... Then by the second episode, it started to give us a little bit more, and that was like, okay, now I'm getting hooked in, and that's how I felt about this episode. Yeah, this one hooked you. Yeah, definitely. I, although I have some some reservations and some questions that mm -hmm. I I want to raise here. Okay. But I think we'll let everybody know that right off the bat, what we're not going to do is we're not going to do a scene by scene walkthrough of the episode there's plenty of that out there on the internet and everything if you want that kind of stuff and you know we'll talk a little bit about easter eggs obviously this show is going to be very spoilerific yes thank you yeah <laughs> she's always on me about <laughs> make sure you let them know there's spoilers or we're going to get yelled at so yes there's going to be spoilers so if you haven't watched the episode yet definitely watch it first before you carry on listening to us ramble on or it's mostly me rambling on apparently you know <laughs> i keep we have people complaining that i'm i'm shutting you out I'm you not, are not shutting me out you're always yelling at me to talk more actually. I, I exactly it's quite the opposite he's like shut me up yeah exactly i'm so. always wanting somebody to shut me the hell up she's only too happy to but usually it's She's throwing something at my head or something, trying to shut me up that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's not even going <laughs> to argue it. But in any case, uh, what we are going to do with this episode is we're going to just kind of talk about the pros and the cons. There's not really much in the way of cons. There's one. There, there was, yeah, there was at least one big one. But 
uh, definitely for me, there was a lot of pros and, uh, we're, so we're just going to break it down that way. And, but I mean, so in comparison to the first episode, how do you feel about the second episode? Did you like it as much? Did it, did it give you as much as you hoped it would? Or did you feel a little bit like a little lost? I, I definitely felt lost. <laughs> okay. Cause I, I, again, I'm not an aficionado on right. Falcon and the Winter Soldier or any Marvel or superhero. Okay. Period. Well, I'm I'm not either. I you mean, you know way more than I do. Okay. So you catch on to little things, which we'll talk more about. Right. So I felt a little lost because I didn't catch it, but I don't think I needed to know those things either. No. To be able to enjoy it. And I think overall I enjoyed this one a little bit more maybe because I love the interaction between Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, I just love it. Yeah. First and foremost, yeah, we'll start talking about that kind of stuff the pros uh, okay so now finally uh bucky has found out about the new captain america this john walker character and bucky is not pleased he's not <laughs> pleased to know that this is going on uh, if you thought sam was bummed about it bucky that much less so well didn't sam try to reach out to him and he wouldn't return his phone calls so what do you have to say about it well oh. you don't got shit to say <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. told you, Buck. <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah, no, that's a that's a valid point. Well, and that's what this whole episode is about: is now we're setting up the massive dysfunctionality between it's Sam terrible. and Bucky. Yeah, um, but Bucky ends up finally reaching out to Sam and just going off on him, saying, "Why would you give up the shield? You should have known this was going to happen." Sam's going basically like screw you you know like i did what i thought was right this whole episode has just had so many great parts in it with the two of them i i feel like i need to watch it again because there was so much kind of like quick back and forth <laughs> going on that i i'm sure there's like little things i missed and stuff but i really like the dynamic they're setting up between these two these sort of i've always loved the two of them together right and i but we've only ever gotten like a little, little snippets yeah little bit of it but i love the whole like frenemy kind of thing they're going for in this and i think that what it really boils down to is that neither one of them really truly dislike each other no they don't it's, they love each other it's yeah it's just like a competitive and I think it's kind of cute too because it's obviously it's like they're both best friends of Steve Rogers of right. Captain America so I feel like that without them wanting to admit it to each other to themselves that is sort of like at the core of why they're oh, so absolutely. competitive with each other because absolutely. it's like no I'm the best friend it's like no I'm the best friend you know yeah especially when it gets to that scene when they have to uh Sit the therapy? Th yeah, sit there with the therapist. And and I know you love that therapist stuff. <laughs> I love it. She put that book down <laughs> so hard. <laughs> oh, God, that was amazing. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah, you can relate. Like I we, can totally relate. We talked about it in the uh, in the first uh, episode uh, discussion that you were relating to that therapist with your own job and woes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, when it gets to that whole scene with them having to sort of look at each other and their staring contest was cracking like, me up. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Knock it off. But I think it was really cool that Buck opened up and was kind of saying that it's like 
you know, so much of his insecurity about the whole situation is Steve's belief in Bucky is what drives him. What drives him and it's what makes him feel like he's worthy. Right. That he's that he's not a bad, horrible person Mm -hmm. because he he believes so much in Steve Rogers and you know, takes so much to heart what, you know, like if Steve thought I was really beyond help or if I was really a bad person, he would not support me. So the fact that Steve did support him basically almost, you know, was willing to like let Bucky kill him back in Winter Soldier if that's what it took. Just Bucky feeling like I need to know that Steve had good judgment. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That his judgment was good and everything because, you know, he could have just, if he misjudged you, Sam, because you clearly gave up on what he thought you should do, mm-hmm. maybe he's misjudged me too. I thought that was a really important. It was a very powerful moment. Exactly. And I think that getting, th- this is setting up for a lot of very important um moments and statements and stuff we see a lot of unfortunate uh, realities about how society is especially towards somebody like sam who is a black man and you know it's like he he gets respect when people realize who he is that he's somebody important but before that he gets still somebody you know but he's but he gets dismissed you know he gets by the cops who are profiling him and everything, which is not cool. Mm-hmm. Or by the, in the first episode, the, the, bank. the bank guy who's just kind of like not taking him seriously until he realizes he's Falcon and stuff. We're going to see a lot of that. And I think that that is going to, even though they haven't come flat out and said it, I think that's going to play into why Sam gave up the shield. Okay. At least that's my interpretation. That's where I think they're going is I think that the thing is going to be that Sam feels like I'm not what America and society wants. They don't want me. They don't want this black Falcon guy to be Captain America. Like he needs to be what the government found with this John Walker character, you know, this kind of very, very white bred, you know, a middle America kind of, you know, he was an, a football, you know, hero and then a, <laughs> yeah. and then a army hero and stereotypical, very red state kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. And I think Sam is just kind of realizing like, you know, this isn't really what I believe people want, you know, so I'm going to give up the shield because I, you know, I do think obviously that the fact that he's worried he could never live up to be a man like Steve was in the first place is a part of it, but I think that, um, you know, race is going to play into it. And unfortunately, it's it's true. I mean, it, you know, there is a lot of that, which leads into one of the big character reveals that we had on this with that Isaiah guy. And it's yeah. What was he about? So okay, so the Isaiah, the old, the older African American gentleman that Bucky reveals to Sam and yeah, I thought it was gonna be like a friend well I think that he had another friend of me thing yeah I mean they're I respect you they're enemies because Isaiah knows Bucky as being the winter soldier you know they faced off when Bucky was very deadly and evil and was working for Hydra okay. and that's what Bucky said towards the end of the episode when he was saying ah uh, you know it's it's the Hydra connection thing which is the issue 
But I think that Bucky wanted to show Sam this guy so that, A, he could help Sam understand that there are other people out there that got the super soldier serum besides just Bucky and Steve Mm -hmm. and everything. But also to just kind of show him, I mean, that character of Isaiah, I mean, this comes from the comic books. You know, this wasn't just some device that they thought up at the last minute to, you know, be cutting edge with what's going on in society today as far as race and stuff like that. I mean, this is something that has been addressed in the comic books because, unfortunately, it's based a little bit on reality because we've found out that in real life that the government did experiment on black soldiers during World War II and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, that obviously that's not good that they did that it's, and it's not right. And what they did with the, the story of Isaiah and the comic books, they used that as kind of a, a motif to model that character on, which is that after Steve went into the ice in 44, 45, or whatever that was, mm-hmm. um, they continued to experiment with the super soldier serum and they used it on Isaiah to have him become another they didn't want him to be Captain America per se, but they wanted him to be like a uh, uh, sort of an assassin super soldier that they could use themselves and everything. And uh, they did him dirty. Now, in the comic books, we find out that the reason he went to jail was because when he went out and did these things, he stole a Captain America suit and tried it basically posed as Captain America. Which you'd sit there and say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, of course, you know. But he was like their poster boy, wasn't he? Well, Isaiah wasn't. No, I mean, I mean. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and well, and it's also, it gets into the, especially back then in the 50s and stuff, in the 40s and 50s, it gets into the racism fact that they shouldn't, you know, you know you're a black man, you got no business wearing that suit kind of thing. Yes. Even though, you know, they could, they could, they could risk his life and shoot him up. Seriously, do everything else for you. Right. Well, but again, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, the comic books do, to a certain degree, reflect real world issues, and so they're they're delving into that in the show. And frankly, good. I think that I think it's good that they're delving into this in the show and everything. I think it's cool that they're they're really focusing on real world type stuff. I mean. Whether it's this whole situation with race and people like Isaiah, people like Sam feeling like maybe he's not respected in the way that he should be. Mm -hmm. And not just simply because he's a superhero, but he should just be respected for being him, him, a man, a good man. Um, But then it kind of also, too, I love the fact that it's getting into the whole thing with the blip and the flag smashers and Mm -hmm. dealing with the fact of all these people got blipped back into existence and it's thrown the world in chaos. Yeah, complete turmoil. Yeah, and it was interesting that we found out that a little a little bit more about the Flag Smashers that they're this like renegade group that's starting to build up more and more steam. Mm-hmm. And Get more and more followers behind them. Right. People are willing to help them. Right. Hide them. And- they feel that the governments of the world are being more 
sympathetic towards and caring more about and taking care more of the people who were blipped back Mm -hmm. than the people who had to suffer through the five years without them, you know, during the snap. Right. That's the kind of stuff we, I mean, obviously we haven't been snapped and blipped in real life, (laughs) but that's the kind of stuff we deal with in real life. I mean, that's whether it's people complaining about refugees coming into the country and it's not not just in America but it happens over in other countries and stuff when they talk about uh, you know refugees from war-torn countries coming in and saying well the government's caring more about them than they are about about the, its own citizens this is yeah they're true right yeah. and I I think it's interesting that they're doing all of these sort of like social political kind of things but it's still rooted enough in fantasy that it's not making me like uncomfortable. And when I say uncomfortable, I mean, it should make you uncomfortable because these are not (laughs) good. But when I say uncomfortable, I mean, it's not taking me like out of the story or something. I still am like an invested. It's not like it's being forced into it. Right. Right. Yeah. It fits the story. It makes sense. And it feels, and it's, it's a really, so far Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been a really good balance of like reality and fantasy. And I like that they're making even characters like Bucky and Sam and all them. I like that they're making them even more down to earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, they're, it, they're not just superheroes. They're people. Right. Flawed. Flawed. Very flawed. People. <laughs> flawed. People. Flawed people. To you know, certainly. Um, what would you say was your favorite part of this episode? If you had to pick one. I, I think that therapy scene. Yeah. yeah ba- I just love their banter back and forth. Like, this is uncomfortable. It's good for me. This is what you wanted, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Stop. Ma- Blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making them sit so close together that they're like, it's so typical of guys, too, to, <laughs> to be like that. But yeah, I loved that. I also, I loved the whole sequence when they go to uh, Germany. And they're in the plane yeah. when they're chasing after the flag smashers and Sam kind of giving Buck the, the silent treatment mm-hmm. and then Bucky jumped out of that, that plane and everything. Like, get, Sam, get out of my face. <laughs> yeah. With, break this thing. Oh, yeah, with poor Red Wing. Yeah, that's my one complaint. Oh, that's your one complaint is that they did that the flag smashers literally smashed, smashed them. Yeah. Not cool, man. Not cool. Well, the good thing about Red Wing is that in theory he could be rebuilt. I know. I guess he was bugged anyway, but... Right. I forgot about that. That was something. And that kind of gets to something we talked about in the last episode, because this episode didn't really show us too much of Torres. Remember, he was trying to kind of, like, mess with Red Wing when they were sitting in that cafe. Oh, did he fucking put the bug in there? Well, that kind of leads to the whole thing that I'm saying that I don't know. I don't think Torres is necessarily a bad guy. But I do wonder if he is sort of like being nudged by the government to like, hey, you know, get more and more buddy buddy with Falcon. Yeah. And so that we, you I know, knew I didn't like him. Right. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to judge him just yet I because <laughs> you feel free to judge him <laughs> if you want to. But I'm not going to judge him just yet because I, I, you know, there's still room for him to be a decent guy. And I don't think he is a bad guy. I just think his reason for being there is because he's he's a government stooge. Yeah, he's, I guess he's trying to do what he thinks is right, but right. 
Not cool, man. <laughs> no, exactly. Another really cool thing yeah. that happened was Bucky running up to those semis. Showing his super speed? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I think sometimes we forget Bucky is a superhero. Like, he's got superpowers, man. He's He's got the same or similar-ish. He's not just a robot. No, exactly. It's not just that he's got his robot arm. <laughs> I think it's really cool that they show more of that because we haven't seen a lot of that. Like, you know, we didn't really get to see his true powers like in like Infinity War and at the end of Endgame and stuff. He was mostly, you know, shooting a gun kind of thing. It's like, no, Bucky can kick your ass, man. He's like super strong. He's 106 years old, but he will kick your ass. Trust me. But it leads into one of my complaints. Okay. Which is when they're in the middle of this fight with these Flag Smasher people who clearly have some sort of super soldier enhancement of their own. Clearly. Which, so, I, I, I mean, okay, it was like, oh, shit, that's bad news. But, you know, that, that explained why they were able to hold their own against Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff because mm -hmm. they're enhanced uh, humans. However, then quote-unquote Captain America when he shows up with his sidekick Battlestar. I was like, oh God, Battlestar. Really? We're going to do <laughs> Just the like Bucky did, huh? I'm like, oh, real? okay, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great too because that <laughs> totally reflected my feelings. My problem with them is that supposedly, as of right now, according to the, the storyline, um, John Walker is just an ordinary man. He was a, you know, a decorated soldier and yada, yada. I don't think that that's true. It can't be true. Because... I was wondering the same thing. I was like, does he have superpowers or something? What? Why? How can he do what he's doing? Exactly. Like throwing that shield I... and catching it and yeah, leaping around. Yeah, because up until and... then, I thought, I was like, okay, he's just a decorated veteran. Right. You know, he's earned this p spot. Right. I could see why they gave it to him. Just on that merit alone. Right. But then he started this whole sequence with that. Like, what? what is this? Yeah. How, how is he in there saving fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Right. And kicking ass. Right. Exactly. Now, it's not the first time in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe that we've seen some human characters do stuff that goes beyond what a real human could actually do, you know? I, there, th th some suspension of disbelief is fine, but to see him getting up there and basically doing all this stuff that Cap could do, and I'm like, wait a minute, but I, Cap always could do that stuff because he was an enhanced person. Mm -hmm. You're telling me John Walker's not an enhanced person. I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. And there's precedence for our... You know, uh, not buying it. yeah, our suspicions of it not because taking out our wallets and putting our money down, <laughs> right? Because in the comic books, we find out that he is uh, an enhanced person, and he was enhanced by the Power Broker. Power Broker um, is a character in the Marvel universe where he basically hands out to people or sells or whatever deals to people. Um, the means to become enhanced humans, to become superheroes, basically super serum. In the comic books, if I'm remembering correctly, he works with the government to enhance a uh, US agent to, be, to have those powers and stuff. Uh, it doesn't go well, spoilers, in the comic books. Uh, 
John Walker ends up basically going batshit crazy. Mm, No, no, it's not good (laughs) at all. Um, And I do think they're they're probably hinting that that's where this is going to go. Is that I don't I don't think by the end of Falcon Winter Soldier series that it's like well John Walker's just going to be a new hero part of part of the team. Yeah, I don't think that's quick downfall of him. Yeah, I think we're going to see his downfall and he's gonna he's gonna go loco. So you know what when we started this, I was like, you know what? I don't think I like this new guy. I just I don't like him. Something about him rubs me the wrong way. And then you say that, I'm like, oh, it's gonna tear him apart. I'm sorry. I don't want that to happen to him. You know what? I completely agree with you. Okay. I I was thinking the same thing. Because I think most of us after we saw his cameo his his big unveiling Intro? yeah at the end what of the fuck was that? <laughs> at the end of uh get a different mask that's terrible oh, on him yeah yeah well i no offense uh john walker but your face sucks yeah i don't know i think he's fine looking i just i don't think the mask does him any favors at all he needs a new mask i think that was intentional yeah yeah and I think make it worse. Mm-hmm. I think they intentionally cast that guy and everything and the way he looks because I think they want to make him look a bit like a chud. You know mm. what I mean? <laughs> and by chud, I mean just like like a goober, you know, mm-hmm. just make him look like a dork in a sense, you know? Just make him that much more not Captain America. Right. Yeah, they weren't going to get somebody who was handsome like Steve Rogers was and mm-hmm. stuff. They were going to, they had to go that other route, make him look like a real, you know, jughead at first. I, I do think that by the end of the episode, they showed him being far more assertive, assertive and, and cocky yeah. and arrogant. Like, just stay out of my way. I was like, fuck you. And then probably one of the biggest reveals was what we got at the very end of the episode. Sam and Bucky realize that they need to seek somebody out and talk to them and see what they can find out from them. And and a very uh, Clarice going to talk to... (laughs) Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, in Silence of the Lambs kind of thing. Like, sometimes you have to go and collaborate with your worst enemy in order to bring down another enemy. They are going to go seek out Zemo, the... Yeah, the villain Ugh. from, yeah, the villain from Civil War, and what's particularly worrisome about that, and I'm sh- and worrisome, you could see, you could see Sam's reaction was like really because what, if you were going to go sit in a room with him, really, because Zemo was the one that triggered the Winter Soldier in the first place mm-hmm. when they were trying to save uh, Bucky, and then Zemo went in there and uttered those eleven words or whatever it was that set him off and started all that shit, so. It's understandable that, I mean, we hope that Bucky's all good now, but if that guy starts getting into Bucky's head... Which I think is very easy to do right now. Yeah. Clearly. It could get, uh, it could get nasty. So, I, I, but I I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) You're a little antsy, huh? Because I originally thought he was going to be like the main villain on this show when I heard rumor that they were bringing that right. character back but now it doesn't seem so like i said this almost feels more like collaboration s- silence of the lambs yeah. where people think like well who is the villain in silence of the lambs oh it was hannibal lecter it's like it really wasn't was it, it was buffalo bill yep so i feel like the flag smashers are like the equivalent of like buffalo bill mm-hmm. and everything and the hannibal will be zemo and then 
just the last last thing to bring up uh, is the fact that we come to find out that supposedly it seems the leader of the Flag Smashers is this uh, female, Carly? yeah, Carly, which is interesting because Flag Smasher, the character in the comic book's name was Carl, mm. so they just uh, the yeah they just made it a female and everything, uh, Carly Morgenthau or something like that. How did you feel about her? I know we didn't really get too much of her yet, but... I don't like her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like her yet. Yeah. I need more backstory on her. I, I, I'll, I'll have to see a little bit more. Maybe get maybe they'll do more with her backstory and stuff like that. And maybe there'll be some stuff that draws me in. But, like, right now, it's like I don't hate her. Mm-hmm. I don't like her. I'm just sort of like, eh. Yeah, whatever. She's here. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought, you know, maybe that she'd be a little bit more mysterious or something, but... No, she just looks like your average college student. I do think it's interesting that even though she's like the bad guy, she's also being hunted by another bad guy with the power broker. There, there's definitely... Yeah, I think just like any other one, bad guy. It's not a clear-cut bad guy. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of levels to this. And I guess we just have to get used to the fact that in this, we're not going to have the usual villains. We got There's not the usual, the big three, as they brought up. And what was the big three? It was wizards. Aliens. Aliens, wizards, and androids or whatever, or robots. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was pretty funny. That the wizards they, don't exist. Yeah. But, yeah, I really like where they're going with this show. I like how they're building it all up. I'm just... Uh, anxious to see where it goes. Do you have any theories about where it's going to go? No. No, you're just like, I got no idea. Well, we still haven't seen your girl yet. No, we haven't. Yep, Sharon Carter. uh, She was mentioned briefly. Yeah, and they mentioned the fact that she's like an enemy of the state now and all this kind of stuff. She's hiding. Once again, I dominated the conversation. I'm sorry. I apologize. because you know more than I do. (laughs) She tells me to do it. You're schooling me over here. Yeah, but... Uh, in any case, in addition to loving your input on it, we love your input on it. Yes, and please. we want to know what you all think. Are there things that we missed? Is there some pointers of where things are going to go that we did not uh, touch on here and everything? Because I feel like we touched on everything. Yeah, I can't think of anything we missed, but I'm sure we did. Yeah, probably. I mean, like there I said, so much going on. So much. It's very dense. So, anyway. Leave us your comments below in the comment section on wherever you're listening or watching or whatever, however you're getting our show. And uh, as always, subscribe, like, share. We are going to be back next week with our review and discussion and everything of episode three. So should we do? Should we do the? Uh, should we try to do the staring contest? Oh, I got you. You're going down. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way I'm gonna be able to do that because I, I can't. I can't see. She's still staring at me. She's creeping me out. All right, folks. I'm gonna get out of here before it, it gets real weird. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>